If you want to know how you get freedom and flexibility in your business, this is the episode for you. Today, I'm joined by Kim Casto of Bodylines Pilates in Massachusetts. She is a studio owner of 15 years who has mastered the art of planning in her business so that she can take trips with her family whenever she wants. If you want to learn exactly how she plans six months of marketing and how much time it takes to put together a plan like that, then this is the episode for you. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real-life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saran, and I am absolutely thrilled to be joined today by Kim Casto, who is the founder and owner of Bodylines Pilates in Massachusetts. Now, Kim has been um, a member of my Thrive Group Coaching Program since day one. Um, prior to that, she also uh, participated in a mastermind that I co-hosted. Um, and so we've known each other for actually quite a few years now. And I'm thrilled that she has agreed to come on and talk with us today and share her story about her journey in the Pilates world, but also because she is going to give a behind the scenes peek into what it looks like to um, plan content for your marketing up to six or nine months ahead and what that looks like and what that can mean for your business. So welcome, Kim. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Fantastic. So Kim actually started teaching Pilates um, in 2001. Um, and I think that, you know, like many of us who have lent on the Pilates method over the years, it has been quite life-changing in so many ways. And Kim has um, really leaned into um, the teaching um, in full force and with not just having one, not just having two <laughs> different training programs and completing two, a few more than one different certifications, but she has educated herself across the board from um, classical and contemporary styles and continues to educate herself today um, and is a, a, a teacher trainer for Power Pilates um, as well as having trained with others such as Polestar and Balanced Body and the Pilates Center of Boulder. Oh my goodness, Kim, I don't know how you have time for all that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I have time for all that either. <laughs> it somehow <laughs> happens. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about how your kind of journey in the Pilates world um, has kind of how, what did your journey has looked like, you know, since you kind of first discovered Pilates to being the successful uh, studio owner that you are today? Absolutely. I'd love to. Um, so I kind of got into it by accident, believe it or not. I was doing sales and marketing for a chain of health clubs. And at the time that I had my first son, I decided I wanted to go back to personal training that I had done in college. And the chain of clubs actually approached me and said, hey, we will pay for you to start our Pilates program. Will you do it? I had no idea what it was. Uh, they were bringing in Polestar and I got trained in it and absolutely loved it and found it completely transformative 
transformational as I was going through a complete identity change as a new mom and was previously high powered position, traveling a lot, big goals. And then all of a sudden I was working super part-time and changing a diaper and was confused by that whole change in my life. So Pilates really put me in a position of, I felt empowered, got me through postpartum depression and that just skyrocketed my whole career in Pilates. Um, I stuck with teaching at this health club chain for many years and then decided to go out on my own closer to home, which allowed me to then have a second kid and start my business. And I am now, uh, so 21 years ago is when I started with Pilates. I'm now 15 years into my business and am still loving it and have gone through a variety of the comprehensive certifications more because I really wanted to understand the full scope of the industry and be able to pick the approach that I wanted for my business and which landed me back with Power Pilates and now a teacher trainer and has found that is the best way for me to fuel my own business and having instructors that are not only Power Pilates trained the way I like, but they're also now body lines trained the way that I want them for my business. Amazing. Yes, incredibly powerful that you are able to create that, um, you know, create your, your, develop your own teachers as you want them, because we all know just how important that is for a brand to have that um, consistency in teaching. Um, and, you know, that, that as a representation of your business, that your clients all have the same quality of teachers, but also the same experience across the board. So, Huge kudos to you for taking the time to really think about how you about how that kind of fits into your business model because you know it's it's not um, something that sort of just happens overnight, right? No, it no certainly a lot of work, especially where I took some time away from Power Place and pursued um, Balance Body U and the Pilates Center Boulder, and so we had to get readapted to Power. And in teaching the program, anybody who is a teacher trainer or everybody that's gone through it, they know how intensive it is. So luckily I have this extra coaching time with those apprentices and the ones that I know, you know, when you're teaching them, you know, if they're going to be the right, have the right core values for your business. So I have this time with them to then even coach them more on the body lines, core values along the way. So it's, it's made a big difference actually in my business model and branding. Yeah. Wonderful. So tell us a little bit about what your studio business looks like today. What sort of um, classes and services do you offer in your studio? We are predominantly Pilates and we're known in the community to be the Pilates specialist. However, we do provide some other programs that I feel complement Pilates well. So we have TRX, bar classes, some stretch, strength training with weights, and a few HIT classes, what we call total body training. So strength training and cardio combined but we are still predominantly Pilates. We have one studio that is about 4,500 square feet. And we used to have two, but we have one right now and I have 14 instructors. Wonderful. Wonderful. A nice thriving business. Fantastic. So I like to see. Um, but I know that, you know, you know you've had 15 years of business um, under your belt. And um, I'm sure over that time you've learned a lot about obviously running a business and what it takes. Um, and I also know that during that time, there've been a lots, oh, not lots, but there've been obviously some, as we would expect, bumps in the road. Um, 
obviously we've all just been through one of the biggest um, impacts on our whole entire industry with uh, the pandemic. And, you know, we're still kind of uh, working through some of the repercussions of that perhaps. Um, but, you know, there, there is uh, over those, over that period to be in business for that long, there were probably some things that kind of came up along the way that um, probably made you shift, adapt and adjust um, as, as in order to continue. Right. Yep. Most certainly. Uh, I think any studio owner knows that along the way, there'll be some staff turnover and there'll some be some sudden surprises that you need to overcome. And so like any studio, I, I certainly have had those and have had to work on those. I think uh, an important piece for me has always been my level of connection to my team and my clients. I just, I just love being social too. So that has helped when there has been changes to minimize the impact on that. But we've had some significant changes. We've changed location of my original studio. We added a studio. We had a massive fire in my current studio where we basically lost everything. And I realized my insurance was not the right coverage that I needed and had a very long and painful, painful lawsuit around that one. And then of course, COVID hit. And I mean, and we've had audits on our business as well that we made it through basically because I had some great coaching along the way. But yeah, we certainly have had a lot of hoops, firing hoops to jump through. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you've had to sort of make quite quick decisions about the trajectory of your business, you know, and hard, I'm not quite necessarily quick, but hard decisions, you know, and, and, you know, just make that, you know, maybe at day one, 15 years ago, when you're opening your first studio that you weren't necessarily anticipating, but it's incredible how, when you're faced with those situations, how you know what you need to do in that moment. And I think, you know, you mentioned the fire. Can you tell us a little bit about how, how that felt? I'm sure that was incredibly, incredibly difficult period. Yeah. Um, it was about four years ago. And I got a phone call in the middle of the night that there has been a fire at the business next to ours. And this was, it's in the studio that we're in now, which of the two at the time was the larger studio, the more profitable studio and said that there was a fire, but don't worry. It doesn't seem like much is damaged. And so the next morning I got up and went to the studio. We canceled all the classes in the middle of the night and I'm texting everyone apologizing and we get there and one whole wall of the studio We had char and then everything, everything in the studio smelled like smoke. So it wasn't so much that our studio burnt down. It was the smoke destroyed everything. So I, I think at the time I had five reformers smoke gone, done reformers, not good. Um, so it was pretty devastating. And in that moment it was, um, the next day was my son's high school graduation party. Um, so after that, it was a serious discussion with my husband of what do we do? I mean, right now we have some debt that we can, for the business, we can pay it off. Are we in this? Am I in it? Is my heart in it? Do I really want to do it? Or is this the reason to shut the doors, walk away and say, you know what, let me just teach for somebody. So I, I rallied up and it wasn't that I rallied up, but it was that 
I decided that my heart and soul is in it. I can't imagine doing anything else. And I love my clients, love my staff, and I just love the studio, love teaching, love running it. And so I went out and I got another bank loan and got myself in more debt and completely reconstructed that studio. And I I think that it was perfect timing because I reconstructed the studio. And I think if I didn't make that level of commitment when COVID hit, I probably would have gone through the same thing. Like, am I really in it? Because we were open for two months and we opened the studio for two months after the fire. And then we had to shut back down due to COVID. And at that time I was like, I am in this. So what do we do next? We, okay. We create our next studio online. That's what we do. Um, so I think that having that extreme adversity of the fire really helped me regain my commitment. And this was, it wasn't that long ago. So I was already into the business for 10 years. We'd already had our 10 year anniversary. So around 10 years, you start to go, eh, do I like it anymore? but it really made me regain my commitment. <laughs> yeah. And recommit. And I'm so glad you did because you're such an incredibly passionate, um, about your business and the clients and such a fantastic mentor for everyone who's around you. And, um, and you know, I think that, um, you know, that, you know, the, the resilience that you've shown during these really challenging times really, is, um, a testament to you and, and, you know, all the things you've had to work through, Um, so I'm really glad you recommitted. Thank you. I really am. And I'm sure so so are your teachers and so are all your clients. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm surrounded by great people. So that helps a ton. (laughs) So, you know, you've been in your business for 15 years. You've, you've, you've come up against some really serious challenges during that time. Um, and you've got a team of, you know, 14 plus teachers and teacher trainers and, 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 uh, apprentices and mentees. And, you know, there's a lot of people in your world, which means that you have to have some pretty, uh, good, uh, management and organizational skills. <laughs> now, some of those skills, you know, I'm sure you, um, you, you kind of, um, leaned on from your days working, um, in a more corporate position, but a lot of these, um, a lot of the, the skills you've probably developed over time, a lot of things you've learned along the way that works really, really well. And one of the things that I know that you do exceptionally well, and one of the things I really want to hear more about today is how you plan in your business um, on the marketing side. And before we go into this, I have to say you are one of the most um, naturally talented marketers <laughs> I think I've ever met, Thank you. you know, someone for some, you know, it's, it's, you, you always have a lot of energy for it and you have a lot of fantastic ideas and, you know, it's, it really is, is, you know, it, it seems to come relatively easily to you, which is a wonderful thing. Um, but I do know that you put a lot of effort into planning ahead and think being thoughtful about the type of content that you want to share and what you want to say and when you want to say it. So why don't you start off by telling us right now, when are you planning, you know, if you look, what are you planning out? How far out are you planning your marketing content right now? Yeah, I am pretty much done with September. So I have um, the, you know, the rest of the summer planned out and I have my framework for the final quarter of the year. So I already know what my goals will be, my themes will be, and 
I already have that framework to give me my guide for the rest of the year. So it's not going to be too complicated uh, from here out to plan the rest. And in fact, my goal is by September 15th that I have the final quarter of the year done. This summer I had done, done, done. I had a, you know, so I, I have been a planner and thanks to you, you've helped me to really hone in on that planning between um, the quarterly planning sessions that you do, the marketing intensive really helped me to give me a lot of content and more structure. I do thrive on planning because I figured out it gives me a lot of freedom. And this summer was a challenge for me. I was in an opportunity. So I always like to be a month and a half ahead on my planning. And that was that hasn't always been the case. But this summer, I knew I had a lot of travel. So as of May 31st, I had June, July, and August all done. And that this summer has been incredibly freeing for me. Yeah, you've had some wonderful, wonderful time of traveling and time away and been able to have a lot of flexibility, which is what I know so many of us all are striving for. Um, okay, so I have a quick question though. You mentioned you had all your summer done. What does done look like? What is what is when you're done with your planning or what does it look like for you? Okay, so what done means for me is that I have a weekly e-blast already created, scheduled with a post going out with it. And I have, um, for social media, I have a post on Instagram and Facebook every day of the week and some stories scheduled. I do have, um, and one thing that I do need to work on is reels. I have a girl that's been doing my reels and is taking a little hiatus. So that is the next on my to-do list to come up with a better system and strategy. But I have my marketing promotion I have internal marketing, so anything that needs to go up on the chalkboard, any flyers that need to be created and posted, there's a schedule to that. So I have a, every month I have an outline that shows what all these things are with deadlines and assignments to various people, just really to um, myself and the studio manager. I have any changes that need to happen <laughs> on the website, what needs to change on the MBO runner, because that matters, what our external marketing is, so any print advertise advertising, any street signs that need to be changed. Um, and then also any specialty classes or events that we're running. So were we running a unique workshop that is an extra paid for program? Do we have any specialty, specialty classes? Every month we have new specialty classes where the instructors put something unique on their schedule. So do I have all of the specialty posts created for that and events in Facebook? And do I have all my marketing going out on any upcoming Power Pilates certifications? Oh, and Google ads, Facebook ads. Yep. So that's a lot to think about. So you must have a bit of like a, a planner of some sort or something that you kind of organized each each month, like a checklist or something like that, you know, and that, that helps you to sort of make sure you stay on top of it. And I think it's the, the hardest part probably was, is I'd imagine is sort of you figuring out what that system looks like and then figuring out how it works for you. And, and you, you know, you said that you like to plan quite far ahead, which is great. Um, and you said that you done is with everything kind of checked and everything with a deadline, but it sounds like you also kind of go into the next quarter or the quarter after that to think about themes and sort of bigger picture as well. So at the, at the end of this year, I will plan out all of next year's monthly themes. So an example on our monthly theme is we may have fabulous foot month in February and we may have triple A month, which is abs, ass, and arms. 
This month is focus on form. So we pay closer attention to detail and depth. So at the end of this year, I'll outline our year's worth of themes, our monthly membership net goal. So total sales, total losses, total net. I will earmark what are all of our Power Pilates certifications. So I'll plan them in the last quarter of this year for next year. And then I'll put in there things that we have run every year or continuously that we know has worked. So I already know that I'm going to be running a Black Friday sale, uh, Small Business Saturday and a Cyber Monday. So I put all those things in this grid that shows the whole year. And we'll even put in there, this is the ideal blog that I want to come up with. Or this is another workshop I think this instructor can run. So I'll even generate some ideas in there. So later on, I don't have to think so much about it. And I'll leave I'll even put in there some external marketing. Like I know our local town will have a townwide newspaper run in May. So I'll put that in there. So that helps the, get everything going. Yeah. And then once you have that in there, you can kind of see where you can fill in the gaps and where you might be missing a theme or a, a promotion here and there to keep, um, to keep, you know, your visibility up and to keep engagement high and retention high and so on. So it's, it's a very visual, I mean, for many people, I think it's a very visual process. Is that how you kind of, is it, does it feel that way to you too? Yeah. I, I mean, I need to see everything in front of me. I do a lot on the computer, but you know, as you can tell on the calls, I have massive calendars on my wall and that helps me as I'm planning the month, as well as I actually have a word document that outlines everything I need to do, external marketing, internal marketing, workout incentive, et cetera. Um, but I am very visual and I need to see what I have planned, but then also what are the gaps? Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm the same way. We have, we, Kim and I both have the, uh, the, you know, desktop calendar monthly planner stuck to our walls every month. And with all the things you can, you know, script notes scribbled on for events and, um, what needs to be done and what's happening when, and, you know, I think when it comes to marketing, often it's such a creative process that it's only natural that it is quite visual. And, you know, I encourage, I do really encourage, you know, for anyone who's listening and is thinking about how to plan their marketing to, to do it that way, because, um, you know, taking the time to sit down and plan ahead is just so much easier than coming up with anything on the fly. Uh, it really, really is. Um, and it gives you the opportunity to sort of see where the gaps are and see what's missing. And, you know, oftentimes if you're doing something just sort of on a whim without that big picture sort of visual, your eye, what I often find is people tend to either be constantly promoting and constantly pushing and constantly selling in their marketing or not doing enough of that and just being very passive um, and not really creating a lot of content that's creating curiosity or interest or inspiration for the reader or the, the followers. And so when you see the big picture, you can sort of say, well, actually, hang on, let's make sure that we're in that sort of 80-20 of great content, education, you know, inspiration, information versus, you know, um, inviting people to purchase. And you kind of can see what that balance looks like or the balance that might make sense for, for your business that you know of. Well, and I, I definitely, in working with you, I made a big transition in my marketing and that 80% is inspirational and educational and 20% in sales. And I have to say my emails went from 25% open rate to 45% open rate. 
And it's not because I'm sitting here being super creative all the time. It's because like you would coach me, I follow a plan. So I know that one email a month is going to have some sales and marketing and all the other ones are going to be inspirational with a little marketing thing at the bottom. And it's also made it so social media that I've got the motivation Monday and, you know, Tuesday is a tip and Wednesday's testimonial. So there's a specific plan. And then in there, there'll be one that is salesy or maybe four times a month or two times a month. And it's, it's transitioned a lot on now making it more content rich, less salesy, as well as having a very specific plan on what's happening when. Yeah. Great. That's fantastic. And it's interesting that you're, you know, you're, you're, you saw that change in engagement with your marketing. Um, and that's, that's wonderful. And that's what we want because, you know, we, what we really want is for people to read it and open and to see it all. Right. And often what happens if it is a, it is a lot of, if there is too much sort of, um, invites to buy, I should say, or calls to action to purchase or promotions, it, it, the readers tend to go a little bit numb. And so they into it and they, they tends to be, um, they don't tend to read the whole thing. They don't tend to be that interested in it. So, um, it really is important to be thoughtful about the content and the message that you're sharing, you know, consistently as well. So I'm glad that that is working out for you. Fantastic. Yeah. And definitely doing the marketing intensive, I got a lot of content on my business. I mean, you really made us dive deep in with the questions, but, but I also wanted to really take the time and extract from my head the feelings of all that I want body lines to be. And I don't feel like I'm spinning my wheels so much. It's a lot of the same that I'm saying to people in a, a few variations where before I felt like I always had to create something new. And now it's, I, I mean, sure, I'm doing a lot of creation with social media stuff and creating different stuff. But as far as my ads go, it's really always speaking to my brand and staying consistent with it and tweaking it based on what I'm seeing in the reports, but not constantly trying to come up with something new is, is so incredibly freeing as well. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and I think when you discover how you want to, what you want to share about your studio and the way that you want to talk about your studio it all just falls into place and you have that message that you want to share, that you want to talk about and you don't mind talking about over and over again because it's so incredibly important to you and your brand and your values and it's in alignment with you and your business that it doesn't feel like it's the same old boring stuff at all. It's sort of, it's, it's, it's a hundred percent, you know, what you care about. And, and, and it takes, like you said, you went, went deep, right? It takes a little bit to pull that out of and to, to get that out of your head, because it's in you, especially as a studio owner, as a founder of the business, it's, it's in you and it's a part of you and it's who you are and it's, you live it and you breathe it. But when you've got a team of, you know, 14 teachers, you want them to live it and breathe it too. But how do you get them to live it and breathe it if you, without being able to talk about it with them and share them the right, with the right words and all the things. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's definitely an, an exercise or a process to get it out of your head and, and and formalize it into perhaps a training for your teachers and a way to share it with your clients. But it's, it's a really important exercise, I think, too, for sure. Absolutely. And I think with the shift I made with social media, too, is that I thought I was trying to get sales. And you definitely helped me to realize and pulled it all together that that's actually my avenue for getting my 
core values out for the business. So my focus on my clients reading it is reinforcement of the studio's values, my instructors reading it, and let that carry the message of who we are. And instead of getting hung up and disappointed of, oh, I'm not getting any leads from social media, but it's doing something. And I, I do believe it's creating a culture at Body Lines through social media. And actually right now we have a t-shirt photo contest and I'm seeing it with the participation level of our clients, which has got me out of control excited. So I know I've been following along too, and it's really cool. <laughs> it's been fun. So that was a big yeah. pivot for me too, on just my own expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one last question for you. Um, obviously you do, you know, you, you dedicate time to sitting down and thinking ahead and planning out the content visually and, and on, on your, in your, in the process in the system that you have. Um, but how much time do you spend planning the content each month or each quarter? Yeah, that's a great question. So initially when I started really focusing on my marketing, I would block off, um, two 90 minute intervals on Mondays and Fridays, because those are two days I could be out of the studio and found that I really needed to keep those sacred to focus on the marketing. I, I've lost a little bit of track of time because I've been traveling so much, but I probably spent two 90 minute intervals the other day and got all of September done. Now, granted, I had the framework. I had last year, September to look at, I had already started some pre-work on our specialty classes, but I was able to bang it out in much more time. So I think based on the systems I've created, I'm able to re not reproduce. I'm able to do things much more quickly than I once was, but it absolutely is. I have to dedicate the time and don't let that time get taken up by something else. Yeah. That's the hardest part, right? <laughs> it is. But it's but the reality is is I dedicate the time and then I have more freedom. So I was able to bang out September and then go take my kid for acai bowls yesterday. Oh yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. And isn't that what summer's all about, right? Yeah. For sure. Definitely. For sure. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Kim, for coming on to the Pilates Business Podcast and sharing um, all that you shared with us today. And you're such an incredible inspiration to studio owners and a wonderful uh, mentor to so many. And we really, really love having you inside of our Thrive Group Coaching Program because you're just the best. So thank you for sharing with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I love being there too. It's a great group. So um, if you are wanting to learn a little bit more about thrive and how all that works then you can pop into the show notes i'll put the link in there um and if you're loving what you're hearing today then i'd be really appreciative if you can take a quick minute go to wherever you're listening to this and rate and review the podcast it will mean so much to me and uh, will really help to make sure that others in our community and in our industry can um can really get the encouragement and support um that they need to to build businesses that help others to feel strong and healthy and full of life. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, 
create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you.